So uh, Blake and Brian asked me to come on up and kind of kick off and um, tell a story a little bit. As Brian said, Ed Winant, I'm uh, living in Rogers right now. I'm originally from New Jersey. I know some of the faces in here um, across uh, different paths, but got the chance to move here down to Northwest Arkansas uh, in 2000 uh, with my job. Uh, grew up in New Jersey, uh, Johnson & Johnson, if you've heard of it, a little healthcare company that has a big presence up there. Uh, similar to the Walmart presence in Northwest Arkansas, J&J plays a big presence in the city I grew up in. Um, so I was, was fortunate to uh, get to join that company and, and been with them ever since. Um, had the chance to move down here and uh, met my wife. I thought I was going to be down here about 12 or 18 months, and uh, here I am uh, close to 20 years later, uh, still uh, living the dream. I think somebody asked me if I was doing that today, and uh, cer certainly am. But, um, you know, in terms of my life, I, I, I was uh, saved, met Christ at the age of 12. I grew up in a, in a family where, where God was important. Um, I tell you, at 12, I think I, I understood the basics, but certainly as we go through this, uh, the, the process uh, continues to go day in and day out. I'm, I'm still uh, working. And I, when I think a, a scripture like that, that is absolutely a great reminder that every day is a new beginning, uh, not just even a, a new year. But in terms of my story, um, I got four kids, um, married 15 years. Uh, my kids are uh, it range from five, eight, 10, and 12. Uh, Emily is 12. She's going to be in the Olympics, she tells me, uh, with gymnastics. My son, uh, Ethan, uh, is going to pitch for the Razorbacks. Uh, he tells me that's going to happen for sure. Uh, Eli is eight in uh, second grade. He's a fast little kid. He tells me he's going to play on Sundays for the NFL. Um, not sure which team yet, but he tells me he's going to be there for sure. And then Eli is our last little guy. Or excuse me, Edward is our last little guy. He's five. Uh, we adopted him. He's a uh, Marshallese. Um, and for some of the guys that know Edward, he's never met a stranger. Um, he's always running around. If we're in a restaurant or wherever we are, he's running around, big smile on his face. Um, I, I firmly believe he's going to be the first Marshallese president of the United States. He is... He's a, he's a, he's a character. Um, <laughs> it's true. I, I promise you, uh, you know, for, for us right now, for my wife and I, our, our life, if I could sum it up in one word is, is it's just, it's busy. There's a lot of stuff that we just sort of got going on. And I don't think that's unique to me by any stretch. I'm, I'm sure all you guys have stories that are, that are similar, but you know, as I think about kind of what I wanted to say up here for, for us and for me specifically this year, it's how do I sort of you know, kind of get off the treadmill to some degree um, and, and take time to really focus on what's important. So right now, whether it's running to school, getting the kids, you know, out the door, going to work, trying to, you know, put in the best effort there and then think about the practices and the logistics and all the things that are going on, um, outside of just sort of daily life, you know, before you know it, the week comes to an end and it's like, what, what just happened? What did I accomplish? And I, you know, I was a good Uber driver and I got people to where they needed to be. And I was a good short order cook cause I made some eggs in the morning, but like, what, what truly did we accomplish here? Um, so as I think about sort of new beginnings of this year, um, intentionality comes to life and, and a stronger sense of community and specifically this place. Um, th this is such a great sort of greenhouse for me and a source of sort of just slow it down, um, stay focused on what we're doing. And really, as I think about simplification and being more intentional in kind of my mission field of all the places God's taken me, um, I'm trying to be more focused on genuine, authentic relationships and just taking time to, to, to make those relationships no matter where you know, sort of God has placed me. So whether it's at the baseball field or it's at basketball and I'm talking to one of the parents that I'm, uh, you know, sort of working with, trying to be more mindful and more intentional. Um, and I tell you, this, this place here, having this reminder once a week and this time here, this is a great way for me selfishly to um, take that in and, and, and be focused so I can be better, you know, week on week, taking it one day at a time. So that's a little bit on me. Yeah. Well, welcome. Thanks for, thanks for joining us. Good morning. Happy New Year's. I, can't, I hope you had 
at least a small window of being able to refresh and reset since we last uh, met. I know I, I spent, I didn't take this picture, but I spent a few days in Bozeman, Montana, and it, it looked a lot like that. It was it was pretty remarkable. In fact, it wasn't easy to come back. I'm not going to lie. Uh, there's nothing like getting in the hot tub when it's eight degrees outside and nothing but mountains around you. That's about as redneck as you could get. So I knew Brian would be proud. Um, in fact, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open in prayer. Let's, let's kick it off right. Dear Lord, thank you, for, uh, thank you for a first week back. Thank you for a new year. Thank you for this group of men and just for Convoy in general. And so we just ask that you, uh, you, you uh, blaze a path for us. Uh, give us the courage and wisdom to follow you and to be obedient and cast a big vision for Convoy. Uh, for what you want us to do, to be, and uh, we are we are just eternally grateful for what you're doing in this uh, community of men. So God, thank you. In your name we pray. Amen. So we're going to talk a little bit about vision. So what's our vision for Convoy this year? And then we're going to get into some more practical, tactical things uh, this morning. So we all know this, but for for our visitor this morning, for our guest, uh, we're a multi-generational community of men connecting to become and make disciples. So this is kind of our identity statement. We're going to continue to to talk this. This is going to be the undercurrent of who we are and what we do. You know, we're pretty focused. Uh, we really, our whole, our whole goal is to help men fulfill their God-given purpose. And we believe, this is a good reminder for us, it's to convoy the valuables, the people that God has put in our life the way Jesus did, uh, the way he intended. And convoy is a packed word. It means a lot to us, and we want to make sure that we continue to think through the, the depth, the dimension of it. To convoy is to serve, to love, to flank, to protect, to lead, to guard, to escort, and you can keep on going. So that's important. So from a vision standpoint, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about kind of the next four years, but then we'll dive deeper into 2019 and more specifically. So this year is all about action. So we started this theme in December. We're going to continue it. So for us, action, ACT, abiding, convoying, transferring. Morning. Uh, that we're going to hit, we're going to hit all three of those. So think about it, you know, if you know a tech stack uh, where you're looking at, you know, your database and your web systems and your programs, this is the God stack. We're going to continue to talk about abiding, convoying, and transferring, okay? In 2020, we're going to go deeper. We're going to pick uh, abiding, and we're going to talk more about what does it mean to die to oneself? What does it mean to dwell in Christ? Uh, what does it mean to love the Lord our God with all our heart, mind, and soul? 2021, convoying, what does it mean to love and serve like Christ, uh, to love your neighbor as yourself? And then in 2022, transferring or teaching, so we're going to really get into making disciples. Now, we're all about fluidity, so for anybody who gets nervous about locking into something for four years, don't worry. We're, we, we, this is what the Lord has laid on our heart, and we're going to claim it, and we're going to run with it and lean this direction. The Lord takes us, uh, you know, evolves this, then hallelujah, we'll follow that, okay? So don't get too worried, but we at least have a vision for where we think he's taking us now. 
Uh, and so that's kind of the, the four-year. But let's go specifically, let's look at 2019. And I'll, I'll, I'll show you these in sections or, or categories, if you will, to help you see it on the screen. So we've already talked about this. Today is all about the plan, the action plan, which you're going to see is all about him. And it leads into a kingdom discussion that Doug Reigns is going to lead us in February. Who is God? Whose are we? What is kingdom? What does that mean? And then we're going to jump into abiding. So March, April, May, you know, what does it mean to abide? Transforming into Christ. What does it mean to transform into the image of Christ? Uh, when you start to remain or abide in, in Christ, you start to love the things that Christ loves. And so that's a wonderful segue into uh, convoying. Why should I convoy? So June, July, August, who should I convoy? Let's start with the usual suspects, spouse, kids, friends, colleagues, and then uh, how do I convoy? Let's start to put some tools in place. And then we'll close the year transferring. So what is a disciple? What does it mean to become a disciple? And then ultimately make disciples, and then we'll wrap it up in a nice bow at the end of the year. So we're going to walk through all of those to make sure we have kind of a framework, and then we'll, if again, Lord willing, we'll spend the next year really diving into abiding in Christ, which is by far the most important and most critical part of the action plan. From a, <clears throat> excuse me, from a gathering standpoint, you know, we we meet corporately first and third. Let's just talk about the first one. Well, one, we're going to try our best to start at 620 for a couple of reasons. We, we, we technically start at 615. I think Norm's making coffee by 550 or somebody's making coffee. If you want to get here early, you want to sip on coffee, great. Um, but we want to honor the people that uh, put time into teaching and so there's a lot of prep into the stories that we're going to be telling. And so we're going to do our best to start there. Plus, there's the back end. A lot of men have to leave around 7.15, and you'll start to see that. And we want most men to be able to, to participate in majority of what we do on that first Friday. And we're going to continue to kind of uh, process through what is this, how does this roll out and through the month. Uh, but... You will know, more to come there, but you know how does this? What does this look like in foxholes? What does it look like the third, uh, the third uh, Friday when we meet again corporately? We're going to try to start at six twenty. Welcome and set up. We're going to continue to do that. A man's story. We love men's stories. We're going to celebrate man's stories. We've talked about you know man, stories are passed down from generation to generation. Ed started us off. We're going to try to every corporate gathering to have a man tell his story. We want everyone in here to tell their story because we believe they all matter. We learn from all of them. God works through stories. So that's just, he kicked us off. Uh, we're going to try to do it on first and third uh, corporate gathering. So start thinking about what you want to say. This is not tied to the, the teaching or the theme of the month. This is just your authentic, transparent story. So we're going to start doing more of that. Of course, we'll have our discussion you like that? Oh, yeah. Good. Okay, good. You can, in fact, you can be the next story if you want. All right. Uh, and then we'll get into the discussion, and then we'll break out into our foxholes. All right. It's that 
It's that time of year. Brian's already told us, don't, don't set a goal because you're not going to keep it. Um, so uh, you, you can decide if you want to beat the odds uh, and, and do it um, or if you want to not to. But uh, we, our goal at Convoy this year is for every man to create an action plan this year and to at least start to lean into that concept and start to execute it. And so, again, we're going to hit that home and, and we're talking about the, the kind of action plan that Paul talks about. He says, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. I press toward the goal, the action plan, to win the prize of which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. We believe having an action plan is part of our calling. So abiding, convoying, transferring. In fact, I think we're made for action. We've talked about this. We're hardwired for action. Um, in fact, I'm going to put it to the test. We're going to have, I'm going to give you your first exam of 2019. Now, don't get nervous. It's multiple choice. Okay, so for those of you who don't like exams, which I'm be, I would be one of them. My wife is the smart one in the crew. Um, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to prove a theory here. I'm going to put up uh, an action plan, an action strategy, a scheme, and I'm going to give you three multiple choice answers, and I want you to tell me what you think it is. Let me start a little bit easier. We'll end it a little more difficult, okay? All right, so when you see this action plan, would you say this is badminton, tennis, or football? Football, nice. You're good. You're pretty good. All right, let's, let's, let's keep going. Okay, here's action plan two. Now, would you tell me this is volleyball? Basketball or lacrosse? Huh? <laughs> good, good question. Uh, it's basketball. All right, it's going to get a little more difficult. When you see this, what action plan is? Is this a house blueprint, a Frisbee golf course, or a Halloween corn maze? It could be B. <laughs> there are some sophisticated Frisbee golf courses, I won't lie. What is it? Blueprint. Nice. Okay, now the last one is the most difficult. So think about it before you, before you tell me. Now here's the, here's the, the action plan. Is it a fireworks plan at Brian Lewis's house? A battle plan, a war plan, or an atlas with highlights for a road trip? Battle plan. Look at that. You guys are good. So who said you couldn't take exams? Um, so here's my question. Why are we experts at other people's action plans? I don't know how many people have, have created a battle plan, a football strategy, a basketball scheme, or designed their own house. Maybe all of you have. I have it. I've done some of that. Um, but we don't have an action plan for our life. Why is that? Um, in fact, uh, I saw this last night. I had to slide it in last minute. You know, if you want to, the world will tell you an action plan is all about positive tips for the year. And I can't even read this on my screen. I can't imagine you reading it up there. But it says, it says stuff like stay positive, um, get back up, no complaining. Let's see. It says talk to yourself. Okay, you know, that's a good one. Um, and so this is the kind of action plan that the world wants us to have. But I tell you, we get warned about these action plans. 
You look at Ephesians 5, it says, Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. So I'm thinking that if we don't have an action plan, God, a God-driven action plan, we'll never make the most of every opportunity. Never. Uh, we'll never understand what the Lord's will is if we don't have an action plan. It doesn't just happen organically. We don't naturally do that. In fact, we're more natural. It's more natural to be positive and talk to yourself. That's not the kind. That is not. In fact, that if if out of context. That's where you get into foolish. That's where you get into unwise. And so if you haven't bought in to we need an action plan yet, then I'm going to give you three reasons why we need it. So I'm hoping that if you haven't been closed on this concept, you will be after this. First one is we owe him. Second is the world needs him. And the third is fulfillment comes from him. So let's look at each one of these. So we owe them. So let's, I'm going to look at Romans 3, 23 through 24, and then we're going to unpack that just a little bit. So it says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. In verse 24, And all are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. So it's a little bit of a friendly reminder. Um, we fall short. And if you don't, if, if we fall short hasn't, registered. Let me give it to you in different ways. We are undeserving. We can't earn it. We've missed the mark. We're cut off from God's fellowship, and we lack access to His glory. So we fall short. Now, oftentimes, I will read the first part of the next verse, and it's a little bit of a I feel like it's a get out of jail free card because we we read we talk about you know all are justified justified freely by His grace. We talk about free grace, and over the break it hit me that um, this is a lot like uh, Father the Bride. So how many people have seen Father the Bride, the new one with Steve Martin? Well, there's a scene. So his name is George Banks in the movie. His daughter Annie Banks is getting married. We love this movie. We've seen it too many times, and uh, my family loves this movie. And he's a cheapskate. He's doing everything he can not to pay for this wedding, or at least to cut all the cost. And uh, there's a scene where he's in the attic trying on his tux from his wedding, which is, one, it's full of dust, and it's too tight, doesn't fit. And uh, Nina, his wife, pops in and says, hey, George, good news. Says, uh, the church is free. And, uh, excuse me, my nose is running. And uh, he says, finally, something's free. She said, no, no, no. By free, I meant it's available. And, of course, he's like, well, of course, you know, nothing's free, right? Well, I'm going to tell you, neither is grace. Grace is available, but it wasn't free. It was paid. It was paid uh, at a cost. And, and I think uh, Oswald Chambers says it very nicely here, so I'm going to much better than I could. He says, the great miracle of grace of God is that he forgives sin, and it is the death of Jesus Christ alone that enables the divine nature to forgive and to remain true to itself in doing so. So here's the important part here. It is shallow nonsense to say that God forgives us because he is love. Once we have been convicted of sin, we will never say this again. The love of God, the grace that we talk about, the free grace, means Calvary, nothing less. 
The love of God is spelled out on the cross and nowhere else. The only basis on which God can forgive me is the cross of Christ. So grace came uh, with a cost. Jesus paid the price. You know, redemption. So if you go on to read part two of 24, it says, you know, yes, all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. So Jesus paid the price. So why do we need an action plan? Because we fall short and he paid a price to give us this grace that we, that's available. And love or grace means Calvary, nothing else. Um, it's spelled out on the cross, nowhere else. So we could stop here. Why do we need an action plan? Because we owe him. Okay, but we'll keep going because it's not all about us. So why do we need an action plan? Because the world needs him. And guess what? God works through us. We're his hands and feet. Richard Stearns uh, says it nicely. He talks about the world, and then he talks about Jesus' action plan, what he did. So I'll read it to you. It says, there is much at stake. The world we live in is under siege. Three billion are desperately poor. One billion hungry. Millions are trafficked into human slavery. Ten million children die needlessly for no reason each year. Wars and conflicts are wreaking havoc. Pandemic diseases are spreading. Ethnic hatred is flaming, and terrorism is growing. This is a couple years old. It's probably worse now. We've already talked about masculinity's down, hatred is up, anger is up, uh, mortality is down. So just layer all that onto this. But then he goes on and tells us, well, what did Jesus do about it? Because you know this is the same trajectory goes all the way back to before to Jesus. They said, what did Jesus do? Well, he healed the sick, he loved the poor, touched the lepers, stood up for the down and out, forgave the sinner, condemned the religious hypocrites, dying with prostitutes and tax collectors, challenged the wealthy and powerful, fought for justice that oppressed, defied culture, renounced materialism, demonstrated uh, greatness that was only found through serving, and then he died for us and said, these, this was his action plan. These were his actions for by one man that changed the world. These the same actions when carried out by his followers, that's us, can still change the world. So the same, so having an action plan can still change the world. And, he, and we, you know, I often think, well, I'm a recipient of his love and I fall into that trap, right? It's kind of like free grace. He, he created me so we'd have somewhere to channel his love. But Ephesians says that's not the only reason. It says he created each of us by Christ Jesus to join him in the work he does. The good work he has gotten ready for us to do, work we had better be doing. So he didn't just create us to channel his love. He also created us to help execute his game plan. Uh, and that's an action plan, right? Because we're to channel his love to other people so they'll see Jesus. In Titus 3.14, he says, Our people must learn to devote themselves to doing what is good in order to provide for urgent needs and not live unproductive lives. So to devote, have you thought about that? You know, to give your all or a large part of yourself or your resources. Think of words like assign, allocate, earmark, reserve, pledge. So to pledge yourself so that we can be on call. Uh, so the world needs us. We're his hands and feet. So reason two, why do we need an action plan? Because the world needs us. God works through us. We're his hands and feet, okay? 
Now, if you don't like either one of those two, you can think about the last one, which is really the most self-centered one of the three, but it's true. We need an action plan because fulfillment will only come from Him. Okay? When we think about short and long term, we think about today's peace and joy and tomorrow's eternal inheritance, all Him. And there's, uh, I love, there's a great cadence in Scripture that I'm going to call out that, that, that tease this out, that prove this point. And we'll pick on Proverbs 3, 1 through 6 for a second. So look at this pattern. It says, My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart. That's your action, right? Don't forget my teaching. Keep, your, keep my commands. For they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity, fulfillment. Let the love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablets of your heart. Action. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Fulfillment. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not onto your, in your, on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit. So trust, lean, submit. Action. And he will make your path straight. Fulfillment. And so... It's, and what's cool in the Scripture is it's not just about today, because a lot of those things, when you think about today's peace and prosperity, uh, being in good favor with man, um, paths being straight, that's a lot of today, and that feels, that's a little more tangible to me. But he also talks about kind of the, the supernatural, what he commits, what he promises. He says, do not be anxious about anything, nothing, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Action. So present your request to God. And what does he tell us? And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds. Fulfillment. This is really cool when you think about it. It's a big deal. He's saying no matter what you're going through, no matter what, you can't, you can't put something too big in this bucket. He says, don't be anxious. In fact, Present it to me, and he says, I will supernaturally uh, give you a peace. I will supernaturally guard your heart, guard your mind. I tell you, I need that big time. So I claim this verse a lot. And he goes on and says, I love how it's guaranteed. It's not, there's not a lot of ifs. Uh, you know, if you do this kind of action, then I may do that. It's guaranteed. He says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, action, you will bear much fruit, fulfillment. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, action, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. Fulfillment. Message says, whatever you ask will be listened to and acted upon. And then there's the long term. So that's, a lot of that's kind of me now. But if you want to really think long term, because we've talked a lot about God's in the family business, and his only desire is for us to join the family business. Um, he says in uh, Proverbs 8.34, Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my doors, waiting at my doorway. So it tells us if we will listen, we will watch, if we will wait for him, action, we will be blessed. Blessed is the man. And then he goes into Matthew and says, Come, you who are blessed. So those, are the, those of us that have listened watched, waited on Christ, those of you who are blessed by my Father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. In Matthew 16, 19, it says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom. 
I love the message. It says, you will have complete and free access to God. Complete and free. He says, keys to open any and every door. So why do we need an action plan? Fulfillment comes from him and only him, and not just short-term, but our long-term fulfillment, our long-term inheritance, if you will. So three reasons. We owe him, the world needs him, and fulfillment will only come from him. So as we break out into our foxholes, here's what I'd love you to talk about. And again, we're going to be hitting bits and pieces of this uh, the rest of the year. When you think about abiding, convoying, and transferring, really there's two questions that come to mind. How did I grow in these areas in 2018? And it's, it's way better if you're honest and transparent. It's does you no good to, to make up an answer that's not right because that sets you up for a, an even more fruitful discussion, which is what is my action plan for 2019? We've already, we've already been told that this is about new beginnings. So really, it, we're only looking backwards just to learn. That's it. And to grow and to fill in the gaps. Um, and so I'll close this in prayer and we can break in our foxholes and we can, I'll just leave these questions on the screen. God, thank you uh, for teaching us. Thank you for uh, uh, what you've done. I, I, you know, we realize that we owe you, that you need, you know, the world needs you, and that our fulfillment will only come from you. Bring that to life in our hearts and minds. Uh, be with every man here as they create their action plans, as they, as they prioritize and are intentional about abiding and convoying and transferring. Uh, So, Lord, thank you for laying that on our hearts. Thank you for uh, what you have in store. And um, we just pray that you give us a great rest of the day and weekend. It's your name we pray. Amen.